Greetings, everyone. Welcome to episode 49 of Teaching Tales, the podcast completely devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. Once again, I am your host, Brent Coley, elementary principal in Southern California. Joining me today, the one, the only, Mandy Freilich. Mandy, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me here. It is it is my pleasure. I know that we've been kind of emailing back and forth over the last, it seems like, month trying to get our, our schedules to coordinate, and we've finally done so. So I appreciate you taking the time. As we were saying before we started recording, I know that this is a busy time of year. So thank you. It is, and thank you again for having me. Absolutely. So um, you and I have never met in person, but we, I have followed some of your work uh, via podcast and online. But for anyone uh, not familiar with with Mandy and who she is and what she does, give listeners, give my mom and dad and anyone else who may be listening, give them a little summary. Who is Mandy Fraley? Absolutely. So um, <clears throat> I am uh, from Wisconsin. I am a director of innovation and technology for my day job, which is essentially um, just the director of technology role in a in a school district. Um, I also am a, a Google for Education certified trainer, so I do some of those things. Uh, those things are really fun for me. I, do, I love doing little training sessions and things. Um, I also, it's a passion of mine to present at conferences and keynote. I just think that's so much fun. And then finally, I have um, two books coming out. Actually, the first one is coming out on the 18th of June. And that one is um, the, it's called The Fire Within, uh, Lessons from Defeat That Have Ignited a Passion for Learning. And my second one that's still in process due out at the end of the year is called uh, it was, right now is named the hierarchy of needs for innovation and divergent thinking. Wow. I had not, I, I knew about your first one coming out, but I had not heard about the second one that um, I'm intrigued. I'll have to research that a little bit more. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, as we were talking again, before we started recording your, your book, the fire within, which comes out, we're recording this on June 11th. So literally literally or june 10th excuse me it literally comes out a week from tomorrow and i think even though we've never met just in my our brief conversation and, and in researching kind of the background behind your book i think we have the same mindset the same philosophy of the power of stories and you wanted to share kind of the the behind the scenes like how did this book come about and and go ahead and share share a story or stories about kind of how how you started going down this path to, to write this book? Sure. So it's it's a it's kind of twofold. You know, I don't think that there's ever like one path that kind of brings you to a place. It's sort of like two paths that that uh, go into one. And and so um, part of that path was a, a few years ago. I had been working in a school district, um, and. It, um, I was working as a technology integrator and so I wasn't in the classroom and so I was able to get into different classrooms more often and I had become friends with uh, one of the paraprofessionals that was working with the kids with um, severe behavioral um, challenges and she was often needing to leave due to um, you know, the, the students um, injuring her in some way, whether it was kicking her or hitting her or biting her or you know, um, she was needing to go, you know, she was bit one time to where she dropped, it, it drew blood. So she had to go and get a, a shot or something. And, and I just, um, 
I, I felt like there was not enough support for her in so many different ways. But one of those ways I didn't feel like she was getting enough support is I couldn't even imagine the mental toll it was taking on her. Um, essentially, um, you know, being beat up at school by these elementary students. And, and we talked about it a little bit, but, um, you know, I just, I didn't know what to do for her beyond going to the administration and saying like, look, there, there needs to be more support for this. I don't know what you guys are going to do, but there needs to be something. And, um, so that was, that was sort of one of the ways that it was just brought to my attention. Um, it, when I started to think about, uh, again, kind of the mental toll on teachers and um, especially when students are, are physical. Um, so that was one side. The other side was uh, what, what was really the catalyst for this is that um, I grew up uh, in, in an abusive home and my, um, I always felt like I had these kind of extra little quirky things that I could do with students um, that made me connect better with them or, you know, I was very good at, at reading a room and being very aware of the people around me and therefore uh, being able to read my students very well. But I was never willing to admit why I had those, um, those, uh, you know, little quirks or strengths or, or whatever you want to call them. And um, because I knew that, that it was completely possible that I was working with people who felt like the apple didn't fall far from the tree and that, you know, wondering if I, I might ever, you know, hit one of my own students or, or something to that effect. And, and we like to believe that people don't think those things, but the fact of the matter is they do. Mm. So, um, you know, some people, not all people, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, um, and so I never really wanted to talk about that. And, and last year um, in, in June, I was on, on uh, the flight home from ISTE actually. And I was speaking with Tara Martin um, and her and I had gotten into this kind of, why did you get into education discussion? And, and we discovered that our, uh, our paths to get to where we were, were very similar. And um, when I got done speaking with her, I just felt like it's just for the first time that I'd ever uh, spoken about it before. I felt like I wasn't alone in that and that we had very similar thoughts on kind of these superpowers that had been given to us. And, um, and, and I was, at first I was so relieved that I felt that someone understood me. And this, then I got a little bit angry that it had taken you know, 39 years uh, for me to be able to talk openly with somebody about that. And um, so then I started thinking about the uh, the shows that like VH1 used to do with Behind the Music and, and you know, um, ESPN with the sports figures and, and how they go through their traumatic pasts or their challenges or their struggles they had and how they got to where they are. And, and I started thinking about how we don't do that for teachers. You know, we don't, um, we don't talk about how they got to where they, where they are and we don't 
um, celebrate the the characteristics that they bring into education, uh, no matter what their past. And I felt like that was something that needed to change. And um, hence, the fire within was born. Mm. Well, and that's, I mean, I just, as you said that right there, I'm jotting down some notes and just celebrating the past experiences. Um, because <clears throat> so often we hear the stories of people when they say, and I, I did a, one of our, my earlier broadcasts was kind of on this topic of, oh, how, how did you get into education? And I don't know about you, but how many times have you heard somebody say, oh, I knew I wanted to be a teacher from... <laughs> Mm -hmm. I was five years old and I used to play school in my room and I used to teach my dolls or whatever, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, I didn't, I didn't follow that path. And I don't know if you followed that path, but I think celebrating, celebrating those past experiences. I mean, you, you, you had a, a traumatic past, but like you said, the, you use the word superpowers, those, those, taking something from that and and i mean i'm just thinking like the times that that you'll sit in whether it's church or or a pd session or something like that and somebody shares something that happened from their past that at the time was uh, horrific yet they're now in a position to use that to reach others who may be experiencing something similar or have already experienced something like that. I mean, so is your book, are, are you, it said uh, the subtitle was like a compilation. So did you talk with a bunch of educators and, and kind of get some of their stories? I did. So the, the book actually has two different sections. There's literally a part one and a part two. Um, part one is, is stories from educators who have gone through um, traumatic experiences um, and they use what they learned from that, which there's actually a term for it. It's called post-traumatic growth. Um, they, they take those, um, those lessons and uh, they use them in their classroom with their students. And when I when I started to gather these stories from people, first of all, the contributors are some of the bravest people I have ever met because it takes a lot to write down the, some of the stories that they tell. And and our stories are not all about child abuse. It, there's, um, you know, they they kind of run the gamut because we wanted to make sure that there were stories in there that people could like everybody could connect with yeah. in some fashion. Um, so, you know, um, Jennifer Cassatod, for example, wrote a story about her concussion. Um, we have some professional adversity that uh, Rick Jetter wrote about. And um, we have, you know, there's a, there's a story in there about a school shooting, for example. Mm. And so there's there's a lot of different traumatic events um, that are discussed, but what really kind of separates it from just being sad stories is the inspiration that comes out kind of on the back end of what they've taken out and then what they then use with students just to make them um, I, I don't want to, I hesitate to say better educators because I never want anybody to think that I think if you haven't gone through a traumatic experience sure. that you're not a good educator, um, but just make them um, 
stronger educators in different ways. They just have a different toolbox to use than some other people do. Absolutely. No, I, well, it's just the whole, uh, you use the, I, I like how you use the word stronger. Yeah. Better, better implies there's an opposite, which is worse. <laughs> right. Right. We yep. don't want somebody feeling that, but, but regardless of what you've, you, we've gone through and every one of us has gone through something that at the time, <clears throat> at the time we didn't, we didn't enjoy, but um, on the back end was um, I, I've shared the story of uh, my, my introduction into admin uh, leaving. I'd spent 15 years in the classroom. And when I, when I transitioned into administration, I did that at the middle school level after spending all 15 years of my classroom experience at the elementary level. And it was a culture shock <laughs> and it was uh, a very eye-opening experience. And I've talked with, with many people, I mean, and the people, I, I loved the people that I worked with and I loved the students that I worked with, but it was very challenging. I mean, to be, to be transparent and it was very, very difficult. Uh, the things that I, that I dealt with, and in the time, there were days where it's kind of like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I don't think I, I don't think I can do this. In hindsight, however, now finishing up my fifth year as a principal back at the elementary school level, the two years that I spent in the middle school, despite the fact that, that some of the things that I had to encounter and deal with, I would not trade a single day of that. Um, easier to say that now, <laughs> moment, but, but the experience that I gleaned from that, the, um, the wisdom that I gained, um, from having to do that, it's, it's, again, I'm going to go back to that superpower that you use. It's like some of those spidey senses, whatever, <laughs> because, mm -hmm. I mean, if nothing else, nothing surprises me anymore back, yeah. back, back at the elementary level. So um, what I gained from that even at the time was it, it, it wasn't, it was fun, but not always. Um, but I think every one of us can say that about our job, whatever we're doing. Some days are less fun than others, but um, I just love the fact that you, you are being transparent about that. And that's like you mentioned, some of the contributors um, are, 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 were brave, brave enough to share their stories. And I'm telling you, I'm, I, I am very interested in, in reading these stories because it, we learn from, we learn from our mistakes and, and some of those harder things, I think if nothing else, somebody's going to read your book and think, Oh, I'm not alone. Yeah. That's what, that's what I was hoping for. So I figured there are going to be, um, you know, two, types, I guess, of people who read the book. There's going to be the people who went through a traumatic experience, and, and I hope that they they find a, um, a story that they connect with, and it makes them feel like they're not weird, and that their feelings are justified, and, and, and that they're not alone. And then I also point out in the book that if you have not gone through a traumatic experience, please keep in mind that um, some of these stories, they are, they are not 
specific to the contributors. They absolutely could be happening to any of your students mm -hmm. um, at home as we speak. So um, even if even if it's not something that you're connecting with on a personal level as you went through a trauma, um, it might be something that you need you need a, a better um, a better view possibly of the types of things that your students could be could be going through and and um, I, I think that people are going to be surprised at how open the contributors were um, in describing their situations and their stories and um, one of the stories in particular is about having um, an eating disorder and and the way that the contributor describes um, the things that were going through his his head is is really powerful and and what he's taken from that and how he uses that with his students and and you know it's um, it's not, the stories are many of them are are sad um, but so inspirational and and you know how the contributors came through and and the, the things that they picked out to use with their students. Um, it's just very powerful. Well, yeah, because again, as you're sharing that, I'm thinking it's not just people who, who I love how you said that the, the book is for two, two different categories of people, so to speak, those who have experienced trauma of some kind themselves and those who haven't, but I think just as powerful for those who read it and say, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. But yeah, as a classroom teacher or, or as a site administrator or even a district administrator, whatever the role is, something like this can open our eyes to what our students, and, and I, I will be bold to say, not might be going through. I, I think it's safe to say are going through that I think it's easy for for us, and I, I put myself in there, without having somebody open our eyes and p uh, pull back the veil to think that, well, everybody's home was like mine, right? Right, right. Every, everybody's background, well, everybody has a, a, a supportive home life because because that's what I had or, or, or something when, when that's just not the case. We have no idea what some of these kids, and I'm, and I mean, I won't go, and I'm at the elementary level, but but some of the some of the home lives of some of the kids that that I serve, it breaks your heart. It absolutely breaks your heart. So I, I just I I am so appreciative without even reading it yet, but but looking forward to reading it is for for those of you of your contributors who transparently shared and i just think it's one of the i had john harper on who i know you know you host a, a podcast with him mm -hmm. his, his i've mentioned it his my bad podcast which I, I just i love i love that because it's every time he has a guest on and if for anyone who i've said this before it's another plug for john's podcast he's got a different guest on every every episode and they share a time where they blew it and mm -hmm. the and they lesson that they learn from it, and that transparency—that's how we grow. That's <laughs> number one. It, almost like your book. Number one, it says, "Hey, I'm not alone." Oh, geez, I've made that same mistake. Or number two, oh, gee, I haven't made that mistake, but now I can at least be aware of it so that I don't make that mistake. So, right, and it, one of the um, 
one of the challenges I had with my own story in particular, um, you know, in regards to the transparency is that I had um, several people say to me that uh, there are pieces of my story that are nearly too transparent. Um, and, and I don't mean that in a way that it's inappropriate because it's not, but uh, I, I mean that in a way of they were my friends and having a very, very difficult time reading it um, because it's there are, there are parts that are you know, yeah. not happy pieces to my story. And, um, you know, there's, there's a period in uh, high school where I had you know, suicidal thoughts. And I went in to describe how my brain would work when I was having those. And, um, and, and, you know, people don't want to read that stuff. But the reality is, is, you know, it's, it's, I kind of say it's, it's not you guys' job to tell me how I should be thinking or feeling. It's it's about trying to understand the way it is so that we can actually help people who are thinking like that uh, because they don't want to think like that either. And it's really important to me when people read the stories that they understand that the contributors come from a place where they just want you to understand how they're thinking so that you can help somebody else or you can feel like you're not alone because you're having those same thoughts. And, um, you know, if, if somebody reads my story and just one person thinks to themselves, oh my gosh, my thoughts aren't abnormal and they're not weird and I'm not, um, you know, I'm not alone in this, then for me, it was completely worth it. Abs abs absolutely. I've, I totally subscribe to that philosophy too. If it, if it benefits one kid, or one teacher or one administrator, it's worth it. That that going the extra mile is worth it, even if it only benefits um, one person. Right. Well, Mandy, I'm uh, literally I have the Amazon tab open right now, ready ready to pre-order your book. one copy. There is a, there are actually two other pieces to the book, if you don't mind me absolutely talking about on um, the second part of the book, uh, because I think it's so important that we're aware of it, um, is I, I talk about both the post-traumatic growth, which I already mentioned, um, but the, also secondary traumatic stress. Um, and, and one of the other ways that this book kind of came about was that um, I was in a, a mindfulness training and the trainer started talking about secondary traumatic stress. And I thought that it was really interesting because it's basically um, anybody who works with kids who uh, show trauma behaviors, that those people can then develop the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder um, and, and actually feel those symptoms even though they didn't go through the trauma themselves. Mm. And um, teachers are especially... Uh, susceptible to this because we tend to be more empathetic than most. And, um, and I really, I truly believe that the, the secondary, you know, undiagnosed secondary traumatic stress is one of the reasons why teachers become kind of disengaged from the profession and, and, you know, eventually possibly leave. So, I, I really wanted to make sure that people understood um, that secondary traumatic stress is a thing. Uh, when the trainer mentioned it to me, then I additionally started wondering, well, what happens to people when they have gone through a trauma, they have their own post-traumatic stress disorder, and then 
um, you know, they get into teaching and, 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 you know, get post uh, secondary traumatic stress. So um, the second part of the book is, is how trauma affects the brain and um, secondary traumatic stress. And then uh, we also had a, um, a contest for uh, anybody could, could enter it where they wrote uh, poetry about um, struggles and, and things like that. And we had um, one particular school, uh, my friend Brian really just took, <laughs> took our contest by storm and, and had his middle schoolers write. And um, the poetry that these kids came up with is, it's just insanely good. And um, so we were, we were originally looking for three poems and, um, but they were so good. We, we chose one adult that had submitted. We got submissions from all over the world. Um, we chose one adult and the rest are all from kids. And then we, we added uh, 10 more of the best poems into the appendix and simply because I could not choose. <laughs> and so that was, that's probably actually probably one of my favorite parts of the book. Very cool. That's, that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, Mandy, I, as I said, I look forward to, I look forward to reading it and I hope uh, anyone listening, hopefully this would be something that, that they would um, consider looking into as well. And again, I'm not, I'm not getting paid to plug your book or anything like this, but, <laughs> but I, I do, I do believe in, 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 again, the power of stories. And I think stories like this, those transparent stories, oftentimes those are the ones that resonate the most. Um, and something good can come out of something bad. And I think that's what you've done with this. So I look forward to reading that. Thank you. Yeah. And for anybody who would like to follow you uh, online, get more information about Mandy or the fire within where, where can they go to do that? Um, so I, I do have everything linked on my website. It's um, mandyfreilich.com and Freilich, it's uh, F-R-O-E-H-L-I-C-H. Everybody misses that first H. And um, The Fire Within is, is linked on there. Um, the hierarchy book that's coming out, I, I don't have the information up on it yet, but there are blog posts on it. So you can find those on there as well. Um, otherwise, you can also find The Fire Within on Amazon. Awesome. Well, Mandy, once again, thank you so much for taking the time. I, I, I have been encouraged by, by you sharing your story and I look forward to diving a little deeper and, and, and reading your book once that's, once that is released. Um, thank you. And thank you everybody for listening. I totally appreciate it as always. And as always, if you're not yet a subscriber, remember we're in iTunes, Google play, Spotify. Now, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe. And if you like what you hear, remember, I would appreciate if you drop a review. That's not about the ego or anything like that. It just helps more people uh, get in touch with the podcast. So hopefully we can reach um, more people so that they can be encouraged as well. So Mandy, once again, thank you. Mom and dad, thank you. Anyone else who's listening, thank you so much. And until next time, have a good one.